0: 301, the well, it's interesting times, and I think we're going to go into a new segment. It's going to be some throwback Thursdays. We found in our archives a lot of the old podcasts that we did back in the late 2000s and early 2010s with some pretty interesting individuals, some pretty big players at the time, and, and some of them have kind of fallen off the landscape. Some of them are, are even bigger now. Um, and what we're going to start off with is uh, this person has really, I met him back at, well, uh, speaking together at PubCons in Las Vegas back in the mid 2000s. And he's pretty well known, uh, was big on the speaking circuit then at a very young age. And he's really morphed out. There's a lot of pros and cons. There's a lot of love him and hate him uh, type of aspects to him, but he's pretty successful in what he does. And I can tell you that he's got the runway. He can really walk the talk in regards to. Um, this gentleman's name is Neil Patel. And um, New York Times, as uh, he's a best-selling author with them, they have been told he's been touted in the Wall Street Journal as being one of the top influencers. And Forbes had him back in the day as one of the top ten marketers. And he's uh, also founded and started a couple of different companies, Crazy Egg, which is for web traffic insights. It's one of the first ones that were out there in Kiss Metrics. Um, so he sat down with us back in September of two thousand nine. We had a really good conversation. Um, and he kind of alluded to how he takes on some of these new clients doing SEO. What were some of the strategies then? It's a really interesting read because as you play into now, moving forward almost 11 years or over 11 years, what really the, the changes have been, but what are a lot of the similarities in regards to? So we're going to go ahead and throw these on and um, it, hope you enjoy learning a little bit more from the historic archives here of the TM Productions podcast, which is now the 301 Redirect Keeping you up to date for the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavor added in. Well, Detroit style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show coming live from Detroit. Well, um actually Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore. Hi, everybody, welcome to another edition of the TMSEO Radio Blogcast Show. I am Dwight Sander, President Founder of Trademark Productions, and this week we have a very special guest. We were able to steal Neil Patel, and he, uh, in between all of his extensive speaking and hard work that he's been doing in the online, well, mostly affiliate stuff now, it seems like, in building companies and partitioning and selling them off and making money at his young age, he uh, took some time aside to speak with us. Give you a little bit of an idea of, uh, well, I guess, Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank Ac- you for having me. Excellent, excellent. For those of you that are not familiar with this young man, he is a co-founder of two different internet companies, most recently Crazy Egg and Kissmetrics. Um, before that, your SEO company that you sold off was Advantage Consulting Services, right? Yeah, it
1: is, it, it, yes, but yeah, it was a long story it was a bit, uh, uh, you know, you know, how that one ended up wrapping around, but... I used to do SBO and uh, figured out that there was very little money in it in the long run. Uh, There was money in it, but it's just a lot of work for the amount of money you can make in it.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Well, Crazy Egg and Kissmetrics are are two different companies, and and, and you've really worked with a lot of large corporations, Um, AOL, General Motors... Uh, Before they uh, went bankrupt, um, I'm assuming, Hewitt Packard, Viacom, and and by the age of 21, you were named one of the top 100 bloggers by Technorati, and you're one of the top uh, influencers up on the web, according to the Wall Street Journal. Congratulations, that's uh, quite a feat. Give you a little idea about Kissmetrics. It's run by a team of designers, developers, and entrepreneurs, uh, basically helping online businesses measure, grow, and monetize their online presence. Um, it's basically your mission with Kiss is to uh, give all businesses the tools and technology so that they can grow and measure and see what's happening and tune into the user's experience and and keep it really simple. So the Kiss message: Keep it simple, stupid. And now, the Crazy Egg it's an internet company that is helping businesses supplement their analytics with visuals and actionable data. We're going to get back to that in a little bit down the conversation, because I think that's a very, very hot tool. Um, you were born in England, moved over to California, and uh, you started off selling a lot of pirated CDs and stuff, and you just been an entrepreneur right from the very get-go, hey, Neil? Yeah, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart,
1: uh, trying to figure out how to make money and any you know, means possible, so...
0: Excellent. Um, <laughs> Most recently, I had an interview with Shoe Money talking about my other company, Link Excel, and uh, a little bit after that, one of the dialogues that we had is basically, and then he cited you in his blog, uh, but basically talking about there's no future in SEO, which I thought was a very, very brutally honest statement, and I'm glad someone as yourself, that definitely does have an ear to a lot of online marketers out there that we all look up to, uh, was what, you know had the authority to make the statement and stand behind it, um, running an agency starting up internet businesses as yourself, I see the rise and fall, and I agree with you to your extent that the as far as the long-term uh, financial growth that's going to happen out of it, and I think it's uh, very much uh, convoluted now uh, because it's becoming such a very popular broad term, and there is no standards in it. But I guess first of all, let's start off in that big statement. Uh, I'd really like to get some feedback, or really get more in-depth of what you were saying basically with the statement that SEO is dying.
1: So it, it, the problem with SEO, is it, it, it's an industry in which it's getting saturated, right? If you're in SEO five years ago or whatever, maybe you ten years ago, even a few years ago, it was much easier to get you know clients at a higher price point. It still, as today, uh, it, it's very doable. With the recession, you know a lot of companies are losing money, um, budgets are getting tight, in SEO is being cut back, you know, no matter what, if a company doesn't have money, even if it's a possible sector, it doesn't always work that they're gonna keep it. So it, it, you can make money and it, you can do really well off of it, but when I say it's a dying industry, it's it's not a, you know, get rich quick type of thing anymore. Uh, and it never really was, but it was much easier to create a great lifestyle business off of SEO. These days you can still make a decent living, but it's much harder to go out there and create an SEO company that can do, you know, five, 10, 100, or no, I don't know if any SEOs are a 100, but you know, even 20, 30 million dollars a year in revenue, so.
0: Yeah, and I think at that point too, Neil, at least in my opinion, is when you start getting to those large level size packages, um, really the value dollar of what they're getting for that um, I think it's, it's hard to get people to understand SEO. I'm talking about as far as employees. Um, I think it really, a good SEO is made up in a lot of different uh, instances, and to deliver a high-end $2 million uh, campaign a year, uh, the back-loaded work in regards to that, and then getting that company to understand those uh, seems to be has quite a disconnect now. Oh, well,
1: yeah, and what people don't realize in the SEO space is, there's the rock stars, right? Like Oilman, Boser, um, Rand Fishkin, you know, Aaron Wall, so forth and so on. There's a lot of these guys. They're all great at what they do. The people that are really making the money off of SEO aren't any of these guys. The people that are making the money off of SEO are like the eye crossings and eye prospects. Absolutely. They may not be the best SEOs out there, but they're very sales-driven companies, and uh, it, it's pretty much going to add a It's Just The bigger fish are getting the bigger contracts. Uh, and that's what the money is in SEO, even for those guys, I think a lot of them are struggling in this economy, but uh, it, it, it's, it, it's going to become much harder for a lot of these rock stars in our industry to be making you know, tons and tons of money because these ad agencies are the ones that are in control of the budget. And at the end of the day, they're going to end up going with bigger companies because those guys know how to schmooze, wine and dine, and pitch other larger companies. Right? I
0: agree, a hundred percent, one hundred percent in regards to that. And that's uh, and I think that's where also the deliverables are on something like that, um, you know, the wine and dining, the smoothing, um, the laying out the process, really making the quantity and the volume make up their margins. Is where a lot of it, the it's, stuff gets lost. In. It,
1: it's not even the quantity. A lot of these guys aren't going after quantity. So I used to do the SEO circuit route, pick up clients from speaking and whatnot. It was great, but it didn't really pay that much. And our ideal client was around twenty grand a month, all the way up to a hundred grand a month, you know, and, on a yearly contract. So were from two forty to one point two a year. And the way we ended up getting them was doing the whole ad agency route type of pitches. So we would go into a business and say. Hey, you know, especially public companies. So let's say if you're a public company like Overstock, we did not do this for Overstock, but let's say it was Overstock, for example, right? Yeah. So we would go in there, look at their numbers, look at their average price per product, um, profit margin, so forth, so on, because it's a public company. Everything's out there. Um, If Overstock was a niche play and it had 20 keywords, you'd say, hey, you know, X portion uh your traffic is coming from these keywords, through tools out there, you can estimate how much traffic you're getting roughly based on position. And then what you would do is say, All right, with the average conversion rate X amount, this would bring in roughly X amount of dollars in sales for you. We feel we can increase your rankings by X positions. X positions would increase your bottom line by, you know, X dollars amount and we want this amount to do it, right? Right. So it, it would be a cut dry pitch. Um, SEO is usually not pitched that way, but if you want the money in SEO, which most of these SEOs out there aren't doing, that's when you really get the big cards. So no one's going to pay you you know, $1.2 million in because it's a high-profit margin business without you having a solid pitch like that. And then on top of that, you have to deliver the results.
0: Right. And, you know, the other part of it, too, is I feel sometimes that even with delivering such a very flatlined uh, pitch like that, so to speak, even though that it's not flat, I'm not discrediting it at all, um, there's so much more work that needs to be done for a lot of clients, too. Do they have the internal development team to make different types of changes? You know, sometimes it's not just going after all the keywords, it's sometimes the user experience. As well, once you get on set.
1: totally agree with you. But the big companies don't necessarily want to hear that, all yeah. they care for is the bottom line. So, at the end of the day, your pitch has to be what can you do and how much more money is it going to make them? Rankings are uh, so a lot of the people that read Money's blog, you know, my blog, um, and most of the blogs out there in our SEO space, they're small, modern, and pop SEOs, right. So, and it's great, and they're thinking about all these small details. But these big execs, most of them aren't reading these blogs, and they're the ones that have to sign off on the decision. At the end of the day, all they care for is, all right, screw the rankings. I don't care if I'm number two or number one. You tell me how much money am I going to make. That's all they care for, right? If you're trying to go after a public company, they don't have time to think about, you know, what if I rank number two or number three or whatever. All they care for is how much money are we making this quarter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agree, agree. So, getting back to rounding up why there's no future left in SEO, is, is simply because of your statement there that it's becoming more convoluted and there's not a lot of long-term dollars to be made in something like that there. So, you went ahead and, and sold off Advantage uh, Consulting Services, is that correct?
1: Yeah, so, and going back to the SEO question, I do think there's a future for a lot of the bigger players like the ad agencies. I don't think there is much of a future for the small mom and pop. Yeah, they can make a decent living but then nowhere near many of these guys becoming millionaires doing it. But don't
0: you think also that there's also a lot of educational points to Learning SEO and thinking outside of the box and not just doing very mathematical processes or something that a, you know, a very standardized off the shelf software will have you do for you know, for at least analyzing or benchmarking your rankings and all these things. There's a lot more that needs to be taught that's kinda of a craft in a way too uh,
1: that is correct but again I don't think companies really care for that uh, Yeah, pitch, you can start going over some of those details if you ever look at you know some of the bigger agencies like 360 I when they're out um eye crossing or I some of those guys are such some of these guys are you know when they're going to meeting are being a 60-point PowerPoint presentation or right, 60 slides uh, and they're going over things one by one by one. Uh, it, it's, at the end of the day, the person who's writing the check, I don't think they care to hear all the small details. Your ass is on the line, all they care for is how much money you're going to make them, how to reduce costs and increase profit.
0: So does it become more of an internal, I guess for you personally, was it becoming more of a game you didn't really want to play? Was it, was it losing your interest more?
1: Uh, with me, I'll never, it, it's, I'm more into developing, it, it's, I wanted to try to create that hundred million dollar company, right? And I didn't see how a consulting company was going to take me there. Yes, there are consulting companies and agencies that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I just wasn't the best person for it, right? So everyone has strengths and weaknesses. One of my weaknesses is I personally can do sales. Uh, I, I've been able to lock in seven-figure contracts, but I have never been able to sit, uh, scale a sales force like a Iron Coffee or um, some of those other agencies. And due to that, it, it would be very difficult to compete, right? And it's it, it doesn't matter if you're better or you're worse. Um, you know, I, I was sitting at... Uh, conference one day and um, someone was with the airline company he was talking about how one of the big firms out there, a public company, or they're owned by a public company, is doing their SEOs. And I'm like, dude, I can do a better job there. And he's like, I don't know, it would be touch-a-foot. And he's like, they take me on helicopter rides and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Literally, like he's getting, he got taken around in a helicopter. So it's like, it's, be- it's becoming changing to this whole ad agency world. In which all that's not always going to be results driven. It's hey, you know these guys are a bigger firm. They have a better name out there, so we're going to go with them. It's not necessarily the most talented for the job. It's who has the best pitch at the end of the day. I think it's going to win.
0: Gotcha. So basically, SEO is is dying. So I guess how do you feel that regular small businesses or people that don't have that hundred thousand dollar a year budget? to put towards SEO? Should they be considered doing that? Should, should they bring someone inside? Should they look with oh, okay. smaller pops? I mean, What are some of the, uh, the pointers you, you throw a thumb
1: at? Yeah, I, I think they should be doing it, right? Um, I think the SEO industry will be around for a very long time. It's just dying in my perspective uh, for SEOs to make quick money from it or uh, build a business that's gonna be able to help you buy that $5 million house, right? Uh, you can make a great living off of it still, and I think you will be for the next five and 10 years, but it's not one of those things where it's gonna be really easy to scale up uh, a firm to be doing less than a million dollars in billables a month. Um, I think those days are much more, or, or a lot of times are gonna be gone, and the people who are able to get that still are gonna be the ad agencies. So if you're a small business, do. I think everyone should still be doing SEO. Um, hire a person in-house, or find a consultant, or read up on it and learn about it yourself and do it right. Um, there's still a lot of companies out there that'll take on clients for a grand a month, or you know even less, or sometimes even more. And I know people say you get what you pay for, but I've seen some good SEO consultants out there for a few grand a month. So.
0: Excellent. So let's talk a little bit more, switch some gears here, but let's talk a little bit about social media and their impact, and I guess maybe a little bit, since we are having a little bit of an SEO conversation, let's just talk about optimization as a whole. Maybe it's going to be as part of your your business overview. Um, the social component to it, can it work for all businesses, and what kind of impact do you think it's going to have that we've seen so far, or where do we see the future of that going as far as SERP related? So if I
1: do. Can repeat your question and asking how social media going to affect the church?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's actually going to be very similar to how it is now. It's, you get on some of these social sites, you get a shitload of links, and you rank better in Google. I think they're going to try to figure out how to devalue a lot of those links sooner or later, um, and they're probably already working on it. It's just going to take a lo- long time, I think, before they actually get down it. Because it's really hard to say, all right, this person got on big, and all these links were caused by that dig, right? A lot of times, people are linking before or whatnot. Um, it's it, you know, from an algorithm perspective, engineering perspective, I think that's going to be it, it's possible to do, but I think it's going to be a lot of work for them to do.
0: Gotcha. So you know, I guess you just kind of pointed out as far you know, hovered over the fact of links and getting backlinks. Um, were you part of the um, the recent survey with SEOmas? Uh, I believe so. I can be mistaken on that one, though. Okay. I think, uh, you, I that think, think that you were on This
1: ranking factors?
0: Yeah, I think you were on there, but, I mean, do you still feel, I guess, on a rate of one to ten, how important are backlinks now, and will they be for the next couple years? Uh, I pretty much think backlinks
1: are where it's at. I think it's a ten, so... Um, and that's why when I used to be SDS, I still do some, but that's what I specialized was backlinks.
0: And those are building those organically and nicely, not buying or bartering for any of those. Is that correct? Uh,
1: sure. <laughs> I do whatever it took. Um, but, yeah, ideally organic, you don't buy them. Um, but sometimes you just have to end up buying them. It's like if everyone else is buying them, it's hard not to buy them. Because a lot of the stuff we did, which is why we were able to charge high premiums, was... Um, you know, PPC, cornfields and casinos. It's other things that other agencies didn't want to touch and that was our niche and that's what we figured we can charge, you know, part of it for, so.
0: Well, and they had the lucrative budgets, too, that you were after. Exactly.
1: And I was after high-profit margin industries and they're willing to pay the mm. tall bills, right? So it's like the General Motors Viacom almost... You know, companies are great. The resume builders it's really hard to squeeze a lot of money out of those unless you're a big agency. So what we do is we use them to uh, be our backbone, get the case studies, and then, then we would use that as references to pitch, you know, the porn pills and casino industry and make our money that way because it wasn't as competitive. Gotcha. And then, to, uh, you know, compete against other agencies and SEO firms for um, those contracts.
0: Okay, but let's, let's jump back to social media for another aspect Because I want to kind of uh, evolve over to the fact of utilizing social media And then you also evolve very heavily now with affiliate marketing You've got some great case studies as well But I guess some smaller businesses, mid-sized businesses People that are out there maybe evaluating the agency that they're working with um, What are some tips, I guess some preemptive tips That you can provide to our listeners about how to get more involved with social media And really benchmark it and get the most return on investment out of it
1: Sure, so it's a set of campaigns. There's a lot of softwares out there like P-A-S-H-O-O-T, um, you can Google it. They have like an app that helps you track your social media. But it, one is you have to be involved in the social media community or hire someone who is, so that way you can actually understand the audience if you try to leverage them. And then what you want to do is um, you know, just make sure you're measuring everything, all the way from backlinks to traffic, uh, and, and so forth, so on. Don't look for direct ROI. You just have to know internally saying, hey, our rankings are over like this much, and I'll give it a six month time span, leverage social media as much as possible, all right, over a six month course period, we've got X amount more links. Have you seen an increase in rankings in Google traffic, and has that led to more sales?
0: which is just very quick and easy to do <laughs> it's, it's amazing too because a lot of clients don't understand the amount of work and time and intelligence and uh, crunching numbers involved in it is doing a lot of this, this work itself so um, that, a, a lot of people expect to see their ROI within uh, you know, let's say
1: a, a month or so right And it's really hard. It's not like PPC in which you can get an ROI right away. And that's why a lot of big companies are willing to spend millions of dollars a month on PPC and not other things because they know if they're spending a dollar, they'll know their ROI right then and there. Uh, But there's a lot much more traffic if it's organically arranged. And it's just really, you know, getting the corporate people to understand that and
0: kind of push it on them. Sure, sure. So social media networks offer a lot of great benefits for a business. Um, The rise of Facebook and Twitter this year obviously has uh, really been in the media and and gotten the mainstream, so everybody wants to get involved in it. Do you think there's a future for those networks and and, and others in the industry? And I guess how do you see social media evolving in the future?
1: I I think it's going to change to be more... So social media has changed to be more custom-tailored towards people's interests. Um, if, if you look at the past few years, it was more so, hey, people submitted, community votes, um, and you get what you see, right? Now it's becoming more, you see trends like Twitter emerging, right? And it's already one of the most popular sites on the web, in which, hey, it's not necessarily what the community votes for. It's, you know, you follow who you want to follow, you know, similar to other social networks and put out there what you want to put out there. So I think there's going to be a combination or more of a uh, merger between social news and social networking, which is where a lot more things are going, right? Before, you used to have the Facebooks, connect with your friends, social networking. You used to have social news like the big, everyone votes, whoever likes what, you know, sounds good and no one's really interacting from the friends component like they did on the Facebook. And then you have the Twitter, who are taking you know, angles of both of them, merging them and, this is popping
0: up, and people are loving it. Yeah, is there any other social networks or tools that you utilize? One of the ones I've been using a lot is Noam, um, which is Sterkos and, and Ray's, uh Ray's Friend. Um, that helps you at least find all the different social media networks uh, and see if the username is available. But are there any other uh, nice social media sites that you like to utilize, or that are industry specific? Uh,
1: not really, so. I don't do, too, I used to do a lot, you know, years ago, but what ended up happening with me is, with the agency, it ended up being where my ROI, I made a lot more money if I concentrated on sales and the business aspects and strategy and I stepped away more from social media. Like, I used to be very heavily involved and, you know, I used to be a big top 10 or 20 user or whatever it may be at one time. And then I realized, I'm like, hey, it's cheaper for me to pay someone else to do this, and I can make a lot more money if I concentrate on the business aspect and pitching companies, so.
0: Okay. One of the things is that you're talking about affiliates, and I know that's something like you and, and also Shoe. It seems like Shoe's made a really big, um, I don't want to transition over maybe the last year or so, really moving over to the affiliate space and, and how people can make a lot of different money in different aspects. There's a story he, he related about in one of his posts about you doing a $40,000 test in a period of a couple of days. Uh, him
1: doing a $40,000
0: test? I thought it was you doing one of those. Uh, it was a pay-per-click test.
1: Pretty sure that was him. <laughs> oh, was that him? So it wasn't you
0: spending the big money on for some aspects like those. Uh, I couldn't hear you on that last question. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it, it was it was shoe. It wasn't you spending forty, fifty thousand dollars in a matter of 24, 48 hours on a uh, a test campaign.
1: No, that's all shoe. So I, I'm I'm not. I've done some the stuff. I've stopped doing that recently. Um, with me, I concentrate on SaaS companies. So I'm all about building software, charging the subscription fee, and getting it out there and having the reoccurring income stream.
0: Sure. So are we gonna be seeing a tool set like we're seeing from so many other big names out there that, that, you know, that have launched those over the past uh, year or so? Are you gonna be offering some type of online tool set as well?
1: Uh, similar. So, I'm not gonna be launching a tool set but more so, I'm gonna be launching uh, a subscription content program on my blog. So for you know ninety seven dollars a month, people can subscribe to uh, you know internet marketing tactics and business tactics that I've been using for a long time and you know just spreading them out. Um, but more so, my bullet set's usually in Crazy Egg. And Kismetrics. so Kismetrix not launched. It's going to be analytics targeted towards conversion tracking. Uh, raise some money to create that company, and you know, see if I can go after the omniture market. Still want to play friendly with those guys in Google Analytics, but uh, want to go after the big, you know, Fortune 5 million market. So.
0: Wow, that sounds great. Well, definitely it's good to have your goals uh, aimed uh, nice and high and try to achieve those, which you've done a pretty good job of doing so far. Um, So that's a $97 price point to subscribe to that, and that's going to be coming soon on your blog?
1: Yeah, it's probably going to end up coming out within the next 30 days So the content's all done. Uh, it's actually the, my webmaster has been actually working on it for the last, you know, week or two, setting up a you know, WP member or whatever it is, so that way people can log in
0: and get all that stuff going. So. Okay. And is there a special name for that? For that, what that's going to be?
1: Uh, I don't have a name for it. I, I think it's just going to be on Quickstart. and it's just going to be some sort of membership. Um, you know, it, it's going to be targeted towards startups. More so than, or, or small and medium-sized businesses, more so than large businesses, and uh, I'm going to give away a free uh, PDF, it's probably going to be around 10 to 20 pages, called Web 2.0 The Fail, um, and it breaks down, you know, a quick rant that I had on uh, how companies out there aren't thinking the right way, what they're doing wrong, um, especially in the 2.0 arena, uh, with things like social media and just trying to do a lot of these things that are like get rich quick or hey there's no traffic and a revenue source will come and you know let's not worry about that right now and all these other types of problems that i've been seeing so
0: no that's great i think those are some good key points to definitely um to sell upon i think that's a lot of stuff people have been hearing so um we had spoken with uh, Gray Wolf and Ted Murphy from IZEA a couple weeks ago, and this is in regards to the FTC regulations that have been posted out there and that are trying to be adopted and, uh, and be regulated. Um, are you familiar with that aspect with sponsored blogs and sponsored content?
1: I'm not. So I haven't kept up too much with uh, news in the SEO industry for the last year. I've been more so, you know, at a fundraise for my last company or my current company and just had to hit the grinder and you know work on that for a while so I haven't been going to the circuit as much um, but still have been watching a lot of the videos from what use and you know what's on the reading Matt's blog from or Matt Cutter's blog and so.
0: Okay um, well basically up to see it come out and they want to have regulations and impose upon bloggers like they do on commercial TV and radio, where you have to state that it is a paid advertisement or that if you're being paid or you're being flown out and put up in a lavish hotel or given a Ferrari or, or different components that you have to release those types of things. And this is the reason we kind of jumped on this and got in the conversation with both of those. It seems to be very convoluted. It's the whole paid link debates and cuts and, and, and all that types of stuff. But it was very interesting, the fact of trying to have more transparency in what's being spoken about online and the big influence of the backlinks, going back to the SEO component of those. Any immediate thoughts in regards to government or FTC putting in, uh, imposing more regulations in regards to something like this?
1: Sure, so the first thing that always comes to mind is government wants their their money, right? Nothing wrong with it. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. Um, It also provides a better user experience for most users, right? So people don't get duped into saying, oh, you know, you got paid to stay up in that hotel. But hey, you know, it's gonna be hard for them to catch you on everything that's paid or not paid, and I think a lot of people are still going to be getting away from it. Um, whether SEC, you know, passed the a law or not, and if I had to buy a link, I wouldn't buy a link from a place that says, hey, you know, we're following the link. Or I, I, when I used to buy blog posts, and I used to buy a lot of them, and then as a disclaimer, buy, I'm the the paper post. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of bloggers saying that they bought it or the reviewers paid for I would actually even pay them more, so they wouldn't even say that. So... Hmm. It's, I don't know, it, you know, if I had a paid blog post on my blog, I probably wouldn't do it and I've never accepted any paid blog post, but if I did, I wouldn't say it's paid for. It's, you know, if I was willing to write on my blog, it's good enough for me whether I'm getting paid for or not paid for, so why not just write on So
0: it's on the individual credibility absolutely exactly Well, neil before we wrap up i just wanted to touch face again uh, about exactly who you are and who we've been talking to and listen to neil patel and he's the founder of crazy egg and kiss metrics and uh, he's a, a longtime internet marketing expert a very young gentleman how old are you know neil I'm getting old now, I'm 24. 24, 24 in this light age, and the guy's closing $7 million deals over uh, a quick drink at the bar. Um, tell us a little bit about your new business, and uh, what exactly that can offer some of our listeners, and, uh, and and how they can find you. Sure,
1: so my new business is Kissmetrics, took uh, around $4 million in funding from True Ventures and Polaris, I think they're based out of Boston and San Francisco, Um, and what we're doing is, if if you look at all the analytics solutions out there, all Google Analytics and most of consumers that use these solutions, a lot of them don't concentrate on conversion. Even if Google Analytics provides a conversion aspect of funnel system, a lot of users don't really use them. Why? Because it's too complicated and they don't know how to, right? Um, there's a lot more aspects to conversion, too, that a lot of these solutions don't go into or solve. So what we're doing is creating an analytics solution that revolves around conversion tracking. So taking, taking a niche, right? Like Crazy Egg, we took Google Analytics um, overlay, the overlay better, and we also added a heat map and a confetti view, which is you know a unique way of Showing, it's a visual way of seeing your data in a different fashion, right? Something that Google Analytics couldn't easily show. So we're doing the same thing with KISS Metrics, and it worked out really well with crazy the businesses are doing well. So we're like, all right, what's another pain point that we're seeing that a lot of businesses are having? And it's coming down to conversion track, because everything is revolving around money, right? The so web, especially. You know, how can we make more money? So what we're doing is creating another solution called KISS Metrics that's revolving around um, conversion tracking.
0: Excellent. So this is a service right now that uh, people can go here and sign up and get started?
1: Uh, yeah, so kissmetrics.com, K-I-S-S-M-E-T-R-I-C-S.com, and you can just enter your email address, and then when we launch in um, a few months, hopefully, you can end up uh, getting access to it.
0: And, and when what, what about are you going to be getting ready to launch? You said a couple months, so is this going to be before the end of the year or right after the end of the year? Or are you so tying it to a conference? So
1: we haven't figured out an exact uh, launch date yet. Uh, we're doing, we have a private beta, you know, that we're still, that's still going on. Um, we have quite a bit of users in our private beta. So if you have an e-commerce, or not really e-commerce right now, we're not testing that in our beta. But if you have a uh, software as a service company, uh, you'd be perfect for our beta. Or if you have some sort of subscription or uh, networking website like social networking where users sign up, you know, feel free to email me at Neil, Neil, at Neil, N-E-I-L Patel, P A T O dot com, and I can give you access to it. And we're going to have other components like e commerce uh, and things of that nature into KISS pretty soon. And once we have a few more of those things are going to be launching.
0: So So uh, the way I'm hearing this right, just to kind of uh, extend it out to our readers and our listeners, is this is something that's going to be more easier to understand for the general person operating a website or overseeing it, maybe even at a C-level?
1: Exactly. It'll, It'll be easier to understand, easier to use, and it'll actually give you actionable data and more insights than some of the other solutions out there, right? Because when you're creating a product like Omniture and Google Analytics and they've done a great job, it ends up being where there's so many aspects to them, you can't really do a lot in one specific area. It would be hard for a Google Analytics to say, all right, we're only going to concentrate on conversions and get, you know, 20 different pieces of information on conversion and 20 different screens or whatnot. It'll make the product too cluttered. When you have a separate product that's just focused around that area,
0: you know you can do a lot more things. Sure, sure, yeah. It starts to become more convoluted. You become, I guess, uh, paralysis through analysis. Almost too much information. You don't know what to do with it all. So yours is going to be a little bit more focused, helping people with the conversions on their site, which you feel is the best way and the best measurement tool for how well your online campaigns are running, or your SEO, or pay per click, or whatever.
1: Yeah. So if you're a publisher or something of that nature, and you're saying, hey, I just want to or if you're a blogging and you're saying, hey, I want to see how many visitors that are coming to my website and just look at trends, then we're not the right solution for you. We'll so you Google Analytics or Omniture or any of the other solutions out there, They do a great job of it. But if you're saying, hey, we're an e-commerce company or a SaaS company, we, we want to get a better understanding of our users, who's repeat, um, where's the drop-off, as if you're a SaaS company, who's signing up, how long are they staying inactive or active before they drop off? Uh, just all these types of unique pieces of the information, then we're a great solution for you, right? You can't really get that kind of stuff elsewhere unless you build it in-house.
0: All right, excellent. Neil Patel, everybody. Crazy Egg and Kiss Metrics. And uh, you're going to be at, uh, speaking at Elite Retreat, which I hear is the last Elite Retreat, later this week in New York. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm leaving... Obviously, it was very interesting to hear how things have changed over times, but yet a lot of things have still played out. Um, Neil's still around. We're going to have links to him on our blog uh, over to his current neilpatel.com and some of his other products. Quick Sprout is still up there as well. And uh, we hope you're going to enjoy this. <laughs>